What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you on a Thursday. As always, before we get started, the drink of the day is some orange juice. You know, got to get that sugar in, get that sugar rush going so we can get a good pod. Before we get into the actual boxing, just want to talk about Creed 3 for a minute. Saw it the other day, and it was really awesome. Michael B. Jordan did his thing. Jonathan Majors was amazing. He absolutely crushed his performance, and uh, he honestly stole the show, so... You know, I'm not going to give any actual spoilers, but man, great movie. You know, it had some cameos in there. Of course, Canelo Alvarez, which was highly publicized. He showed up for a minute. Jose Benavides, he had a, a, a role in the movie. That was great for him. And, uh, you know, for fans in general, it was just, you know, he, he did his job well. And uh, honestly, this provides the perfect segue into the actual point of conversation. Uh, Caleb Plant versus uh, his brother David Benavidez. Now, this fight is going to be absolutely amazing. Cannot wait for it. March 25th on Showtime pay-per-view. Man, this is going to be a sick fight because it's going to really separate whoever wins from the rest of the 168-pound division. Of course, not including Canelo Alvarez because, you know, he's the champion. He's head and shoulders above everyone right now in terms of the top dog. But from a contender status, these two are probably right next in line. And whoever wins this fight is going to be right up there with uh, the champion. Now, Benavides has been public in stating that he won't be satisfied unless he ends up knocking out Caleb Plant. Considering his record is undefeated with only three fights going the distance, this makes sense. You know, I feel like he really wants to etch his name within the division and within the boxing circles in general, establishes himself as a true contender. You know, he's been advocating for a fight for years with Canelo and other guys who are on that level. He's kind of been his own worst enemy in a way, like not, uh, you know, making weight on two separate occasions, which ended up losing him the WBC belt. But nevertheless, he has an opportunity to silence all of that and put his best foot forward for a potential matchup with Canelo. Now, Benavidez is a 3-1 to betting favorite at the moment, so safe to say the general public, you know, the fans, the media alike are all going for Benavidez at the moment. You know, Canelo actually picked him to win. You look around the rest of boxing circles, Nonito Donaire actually didn't really come up with a prediction. He pretty much just mentioned the boxer versus fighter trope, which of course we all understand. Styles make fights, and whoever's going to establish themselves... You know, with the dominant pace, dominant style, will end up winning the bout. Makes sense. The more I look at this fight, you look at Benavita as a guy with great speed, great power, relentless, doesn't give a shit if he gets hit in the face or the body, keeps coming forward, a boogeyman, if you will. Man, he's an exciting guy. And, uh, you know, it makes sense that a lot of people would go for him. I'm tempted to go that way, but uh, if I had to go with my... uh, my gut, I'm going to choose Plant. I'm going to go with Caleb Plant to win this fight, which I think uh, would be a nice little upset. I'm going to put some money on this, you know, just to, uh, you know, truly back myself. And given the odds, uh, if Caleb Plant ends up winning, it should be a nice little win. So, I mean, if you look at both of their resumes, they're actually pretty similar. They both fought Anthony Durrell, which is a great fight. I would say Benavides has fought more names that the casual public would know, you know, like a Jillian Love, you know, someone under Mayweather Promotions, 
Ronald Garville, another guy under Mayweather Promotions. You know, just guys out there that have been in the circle, in the mix, that a lot of people would know. That's not to say that uh, Caleb Plant hasn't fought in those people as well. He fought Caleb Truex. Of course, the big X factor being his bout with Canelo. Now, if you go back to that fight for a minute, he actually did a pretty good job of establishing himself earlier. Canelo respected him, respected his power. I think the main difference was that Canelo's skills were just too advanced for him in terms of being able to cut off the ring. And even though rounds may have been close, Canelo, being that champion, was able to do enough each time, time in, time out, to uh, you know get one more solid punch in. He knew when to step on the gas to get some nice power shots in. And uh, it was just too much for, for Caleb Plant the further along you got into the fight. Now, I think the key will be, did he take enough from this fight to learn and go forward? You know, following that fight, he fought Anthony Durrell, and that was a sick knockout. It was a great fight. I actually saw that in person. Uh, it was on the undercard of Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Really great fight. Really great theatrics after the victory. And uh, really established himself, in my opinion, as someone who could be you know a showcase fighter like someone who you'll see Caleb Plant's fighting and you'll be like all right I'm going to turn on turn on the television or uh you know log into the app and pull that up and, you know there's a bunch of guys out there that are very talented that don't really cross that threshold and I think for me it kind of solidified that in my opinion for the general public now did he take enough from that fight against Canelo you know, it'll remain to be seen. That's not to say that Canelo and Benavidez are the same fighter. You know, I actually think they uh, pretty pretty contrast in terms of their style. Canelo, like Plant, is more methodical. You know, likes to keep a wide base. Um, throws a lot of body shots. You know, mixes in a punch, a slip, a punch, head movement, move around, faint here, faint, faint over there. I would say David Benavidez is more of an action fighter. He comes forward. You know, you kind of, when you're watching him fight, it's almost like you're listening to music, your head's bobbing a little bit. You feel the energy and the pace that he's coming with. And I think uh, that, at first, will kind of get in the way for Caleb Plant. It might take him a round or two to get used to it. You know, if we're looking at the true tale of the tape and... You know, as they enter the fight, I think the the main the main key, which will really tell who's going to win this fight, is is uh, Caleb Plant's jab. Now he's really good at throwing the jab in terms of output. He's really good at moving around the ring. He's a very smart, very intelligent fighter. When I say his jab is going to be the most important for this fight, I'm talking about the power and uh, you know the respect that comes with it. I think oftentimes, because he moves around so much, he ends up throwing that jab off his back foot, and uh, it almost comes across as, for lack of a better term, a flick. Um, Not to say that it's light in any way, but it's not like a power jab, like a Golovkin, like a Canelo, like a Mayweather, those guys at the upper echelon um, in boxing. I would say if Caleb Plant is able to sit in it a little more, you know, stay within the pocket, throw throw that nice jab or two, and then work his movement, utilize a little more head movement first before he uh, starts evading 
out of the pocket and you know laterally I think that's going to be a really big difference for him because if he's able to make Benavidez you know respect that punch he's going to be able to set the pace Benavidez is going to of course come stalking as we know he will but it's going to be at Caleb's pace he's going to be coming to where Caleb's moving as opposed to if that jab isn't really establishing yes it's the same general theme from Benavidez but his power is gonna really push where Caleb Plant is moving as opposed to Caleb you know throwing that jab power right step power left step moving out of the way at his own pace mixing up a body or a head jab so it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough to see I would say maybe one to two rounds in how that ends up taking place and if that gets established for the rest of the fight. You know, in my gut, I'm going to go with Caleb Plant just because I think I think he has the smarts with him to figure this guy out. Benavidez, uh, you know, I would say he's only been tra- tested one time, truly. You know, Caleb Plant has tasted defeat at someone who is one of the best fighters out there. And... You know, I think that's going to be the difference for him. If you look around uh, other boxing circles, different fighters or, or media alike, I think still the general consensus is that Benavidez is going to be victorious. Now, when you look at the media landscape, I can't tell if that opinion is because they just want to see an eventual Canelo fight between him or if that's more so... A true prediction in the sense of like how their styles match up because I would say that uh, Caleb Plant's style is a little underrated not that being a methodical um, you know power jab puncher someone who's risk averse is something that we haven't seen before of course we've seen that plenty of times with Mayweather being you know the premier example you know within the last 25 years but I think in terms of his skills and ability in particular, it's a little underrated. So we, we will see, man. We will see. Now, and just to pivot a little bit to another big fight that's coming up, of course. You know, talked a little bit about it briefly in the last pod and wrote about it on my site. Of course, thebadpromoter.com. Check it out. Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis, man. Uh, the more and more I think about this fight, the more I get excited Honestly, I don't. So, this is going to come as kind of a hot take, but I'll give it a little qualifier. Of course, I'll say Errol Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford would be the premier fight if you're looking at like skill and talent and resume. You know, you look at a fight like Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk if they end up, you know, meeting in the ring, which they should. I would say that that, even to another level, more so skill, resume, and just being in the premier weight class, what that means to the sport as a whole. Despite all of that, for those two big money fights that uh, you know haven't been signed yet, or you know haven't been signed at all, can't really give them the credit, the benefit of the doubt to say yet. Ryan Garcia and Javante Davis might be the one that's uh, the most exciting for me. And I think that's just because they really know how to you know, set a promotion off. They both have elite fan bases in terms of 
how much they support each fighter. And uh, it's going to be really exciting to see that fight come April. The more I see different people talking about the fight, clips of Gervonta Davis you know, training or just being in the public in general, I think he's a little distracted right now, which, you know, fair, considering uh, all of the self-inflicted wounds and the looming judgment on his case. We'll see what ends up happening with him in that regard, but I think he's a little distracted at the moment, which is not where you want to be mentally going into uh, the biggest fight of your career. Whereas uh, Ryan Garcia, of course, he's had uh, you know, his own personal troubles. Very different, of course. I'm speaking more so on the men- mental health front. I think as of late, he's been pretty good, at least publicly. You know, He's probably, I'd imagine, given his age and uh, demographic, just the fact that uh, you know, people of his generation are more, more likely to talk about mental health issues and uh, you know, work with their inner circle to you know, just really dive deep on like how, how you should move, maneuver off that or how anyone should maneuver off that. And given like what we've seen of him lately, I would make the assumption that, uh, you know, he's taken the necessary necessary steps to, you know, to work himself out a little bit and, you know, get his head right for this fight. He seems like he's doing well and uh, I'm really excited for it. The only thing I'm on his side that I'm a little concerned about is, you know, you watch all the clips of him training. I feel like 80, 85% of them are just left hooks, like constant left hooks, left hooks, left hooks. It's very clear that that's his best punch, of course. Um, you know, we've seen some sick knockouts, namely his last fight out there, which was his initial return to the ring. Amazing left hook to end the fight. But, you know, you got to be a little more dynamic in a fight of this magnitude against a guy like Javante Davis, who, you know, is a pit bull going to come forward and uh, has a lot of power. I would say... At the end of the day, Ryan Garcia is going to bank on Gervonta Davis leaving himself open, try and slip that left hook in there. Though, I know he'll need to do a little more than that. He'll need to work in that right hand a little bit. He'll need to work on his defense for sure a lot. Is he going to be able to tie him up effectively? Is he going to be able to maneuver off the ropes once he gets inevitably pushed there from Gervonta Davis, who I'd imagine is the stronger fighter? Just, uh, you know, given their body composition and, uh, you know, how he is with his lower body and the amount of power that he brings out there, just how tough he is, you know, on the interior. So we'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited for this fight. You know, as we get closer, we'll talk a little more about it. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more fireworks within either the promotion or just nuggets that come out about either Javante Davis's case or Ryan Garcia, maybe some shit he does on social media or says in interviews. There's going to be a lot more to talk about. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be exciting. You know, just to touch on it, to end the pod, you know, John Jones, man, he's fucking amazing. Wrote about this as well so you can get my full thoughts online. But just had to say, man, as much of a shithead as he's been in his career, uh, man, that guy is fucking amazing at fighting. And the way he was able to end... That fight against Gon, shit, man. It was unbelievable. His weight translated pretty well from what we were able to see in such a short amount of time. 
and uh, clearly the skills were just so much better than Gon that he just completely overmatched him. He had, as in, Gon had no idea what to do once Jones brought him to the ground and uh, was able to get to his back. That guillotine really ended it. You know, for <laughs> that's all you can say. It, it ended it the second he he got uh, his arm on it. So. It's going to be exciting to see uh, if he's going to remain active, if he's going to stay out of trouble, you know, you know, for his sake and for the sport's sake and the UFC in general, just the league, I would hope he stays out of trouble. I would love to see that Stipe Miocic fight at International Fight Week in July. I think that would be the perfect headliner. And John Jones is back, so let's get it. You know, that's it for the pod today, guys. Um, it's a quick one. We have some good fights coming up on the boxing front. Let me know your thoughts on who's going to end up winning uh, the fight between Benavidez and Plant. Do you agree with me or do you agree with the general public? Follow me on thebadpromoter.com. Subscribe to my Substack at The Bad Promoter. And uh, follow me on social. Send me your thoughts at The Bad Promoter on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you. <laughs>